Hello, and welcome to the Super Gay Wedding Podcast. I'm Cindy Savage, real queer wedding planner at ILS Traveled. And I'm Amanda Summerlin, super gay wedding photographer at Amanda Summerlin Photography. We are wedding pros who are gay as fuck. And we're talking about wedding shit from an LGBTQ perspective. Super gay wedding. Fuck yeah. Woo. That was perfect, wasn't it? Hey, Cindy. Hey, Amanda. How you been? What's new? <laughs> been a while, been isn't it? Anxiously awaiting the time when um, we got our shit together to produce some more episodes of our podcast. Well, if we wait for that, it'll never happen. So let's just go ahead and record something. (laughs) (laughs) I did not realize that my presence here today meant I had my shit together. Yeah, Um, I'm sorry if I implied that listed as a requirement. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, um, we are back in front of the lovely people who listen to our podcast. I know you're all lovely because only lovely people would listen to this podcast. Um, let's cut that later. Cause it sounded really stupid to me. No, no, please. <laughs> no. Uh, if you're new okay. here, then what you don't know is that every time I say something stupid, I tell Amanda to please get it out in editing and Amanda never edits it out. So there you go. Welcome to the podcast. If you're new, we're happy to have you. Um, if you've just gotten engaged and you found us because you were like, where the fuck are the queer people planning weddings on the internet? Uh, here we are uh, and we're happy to have you. Um, if you just got engaged and you want to get eloped real fucking fast because SCOTUS just overturned Roe versus Wade and you're thinking that the gays are next, um, we think you may be right. And uh, what do we have for the good people today, Amanda? Yeah, we're going to do a real quick 15 minute rundown or less if we can on how to quickly plan an elopement. So what we have at our disposal here is a very experienced wedding planner. Who's That's got, me. Yeah, certainly not me. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and ask a lot of questions. I don't know, but Cindy knows. Cindy knows how to do everything. So what is the first step? First step. Uh, well, hopefully you've already found the person you want to marry. That's actually the first step. Let's assume that. Okay. Let's then just... the next thing you need is. Well, actually, there's, there's, you could do these things in a few different order, a few different orders. The, the first thing you might want to do is decide whether or not you want this event to be photographed. And if so, then you're going to want to start with finding a photographer, because that will dictate the date, unless Hmm. you have a really special date that you definitely want to get married on, in which case you start there. Okay, so, so for example, yeah, you might have an anniversary of your relationship. Mm-hmm. or your first date mm-hmm. anniversary, you might uh, want to get married on June 15th because it's the anniversary of the SCOTUS decision that enabled marriage equality across the country. Is it? Um, and or things. it is. And I know, <laughs> I know for a few reasons. Um, one, because my partner and I just decided to elope for some of these reasons. And we were considering June 15th because in addition to it being the anniversary of such rulings, uh, it also happens to be um, our, our like three and a half year anniversary. Our, our, our official anniversary <laughs> is, is December 15th. Um, my partner did not want to get married at a cold time of year. And so we were like, well, let's do it on our half anniversary, which is June 15th. Mm, uh, so no wedding if you have a date in mind, that's a great place to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you pick a date. You um, have a date. What else? What's next? Um, ordinarily, I would suggest getting uh, a venue. Mm-hmm. However, for an elopement, um, 
the trickiest thing that there might be to find is a photographer. So I would actually start with photography mm. uh, for a few reasons. One, because they book up quickly in advance. Um, and two, because photographers, especially ones who focus on elopements, are often a great source of good spots to get eloped in your city, state, country, etc. That is true. There's an entire community of photographers out there who specialize solely in elopement photography. And Correct. they have tons of resources. They sure do. So, so once see. you have a date and a photographer, mm-hmm. if you want one, no, if you don't want a photographer, that's fine. You can just skip that part. Yep. Once you have those two things uh, or just the one, uh, then you need a location to get married in. And okay. uh, for big weddings, this can be a really challenging thing to find, but for elopements, it's generally just going to be the two of you plus mm-hmm. however many witnesses you need, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, so you don't usually need a permit or anything like that, even to go to a park. Um, which makes finding a location pretty easy, actually. And I would suggest you start with like a top five list of your favorite places to go in the place where you live or the place where you're going to get married, whichever that is. And then, I mean, you know, backyards are great too. Backyards are great. Your favorite beach or park is great. Mm -hmm. Um, A restaurant you go to often would probably really love for you to get (laughs) to hold your elopement uh, in the restaurant, especially if you're going to do it on a not busy night, like Tuesday. Um, True. Yeah. And as you're thinking about picking a date, if there isn't a specific date that you deeply love or is really meaningful to you, uh, consider a weekday for way more availability and less crowded locations. Definitely. And better rates if you're going to be booking something that costs. Correct. Yes. Many places and photographers will offer lower rates for weekday events. That's true. So, and so we've got a date and a location figured out, then what? Uh, so after that, you're going to need a few things to make it legal. Someone to officiate the wedding in most states. There are a few, I believe there are seven states that let you self-officiate, which means you don't need to have a third party present. You just decide to marry each other and you fill out the paperwork and you do. Hmm. I just learned but most of the time, one of those states. That's really cool. I you actually don't know the top, top yeah. of my head, but yeah, there are a few. Um, But if that's not something you want to do, or if it's not something you're allowed to do, then you will need someone to officiate the ceremony and sign up on the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And that someone can be uh, a professional officiant, a judge from the courthouse, uh, your friend who got ordained online five minutes ago, uh, lots (laughs) of options there. (laughs) Uh, Also point out, um, Cindy is ordained. A lot of photographers who specialize in elopements get ordained as well. So there's a lot of crossover here that can be had yeah yeah so then um the other things you're going to need to make it legal are a marriage license assuming you want the state to recognize your marriage Uh, and typically you will need to apply for that somewhere between 30 to 60 days before when your wedding happens it usually costs some amount of money i've seen it as cheap as about ten dollars all the way to as much as about 150 oh wow Uh, it's going to (laughs) depend yeah it really varies from place to place uh, <laughs> including some special stuff. Like if you're getting married in um, parts of California, you can get a private marriage license. That is not like the, your names won't be publicly available, which I think they invented really? for celebrities. Yeah. Oh, Cause uh, cool. marriage licenses are public record. Generally yes. speaking, you can go on any County recorder's website and search people's names and find out if they ha- ever were married in that County. Um, but uh, some parts of California have a special provision where that is not a thing. 
Uh, so you need a marriage license. You are going to want to look for your vital records department or um, off, uh, county recorder. If you search the location name of where you plan to get married, plus the words marriage license, it should come up pretty quickly and easily. Yeah. And there will be instructions let's talk there. about that because yeah. it, it's important that you get the marriage license where you're getting married, right? Yes. Yes. So yes. if you live in Georgia, but you're getting married in California, you need a marriage you're license. You need a California license. California. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and that process can be a little bit tricky. So uh, some places require you to appear in person, both of you together. Mm-hmm. So you may need to plan to travel there a few days in advance. Some places, especially because of COVID, are letting you do this whole process not in person. For example, here in Washington state, I filled out the most ancient form on the internet with my and my partner's information, sent a really sketch email to, to the county recorder with the confirmation <laughs> really? number and my phone number. Uh, they called me and took, actually they called my partner because uh, I was in a meeting, but uh, they took our credit card number over the phone to pay the $69 fee that is here in Washington state. And then um, I don't think it was even 24 hours later, I had a marriage certificate in my mailbox. So that's pretty cool. And how long is a marriage certificate good for once you get it? There? Uh, most of them are valid somewhere between 30 and it's usually either 30 days or 60 days. I think I there are a few that are like 45, but, but yeah, in some places have a waiting period too. So uh, uh, if you get the license, it's not valid immediately. It's valid two or three days after yes, you get I mean, it. That was the case and for, then me for and an my additional. Wife. Yeah. yeah. And well, then we, for 30 um, to 60 days after that. Yeah. We were married in South Carolina because we got married before SCOTUS ruling. Um, so we had to leave the state to get married and we had to drive up the week before our wedding and get our stuff done. And then, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a cool down period. I don't know. My, <laughs> I might change my mind after 15 years with her. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. <laughs> um, I, in my first marriage, Wait for I you got to sober married. up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You my think first marriage <laughs> was also before the SCOTUS ruling, mm-hmm. and my now ex and I, um, we had a wedding in Illinois where it was not considered legal at the time, um, and then we had a legal marriage in Massachusetts afterward, and Massachusetts had a three-day wait period, but they also would allow you to waive it basically by paying an extra fee and going in front of the judge and saying, but no, really, I really want to get married like right now because I only have three days off from work. Um <laughs> 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 and I, mean, I couldn't do it in my home state on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, you know, pre-SCOTUS times, but, um, or pre-equality times. Uh, but yeah, to, many places do have a wait period. There are some that don't, like, I'm pretty sure that either the whole state of Nevada or at least the county where Vegas is doesn't, because I think you can pretty much slide in there, um, completely shit-faced and get married in about four minutes. So um, not that I recommend that, but I, I believe it's possible. Still a marriage. Yes. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, one more thing that you might or might not need to make uh-huh. it legal is a witness or two. Uh, there are some places, Cook County, Illinois, for example, where the officiant is the only person who signs the license and said you do not need a witness. Mm-hmm. Um, but in most places, you're going to need one or more witnesses, usually two, to sign um, the license afterwards to make it legal. That person cannot be the officiant and it cannot be the two of you for obvious reasons. Uh, so a lot of times when people elope, uh, their photographer is one of their witnesses. Sometimes they also have a videographer who's the second witness, um, mm-hmm. or they bring one or two close friends. Um, yeah. grab well, a, grab eloping is, is a term that most people tend to associate with just the two of you getting married, but it's never really just the two of you because of the right. requirements of things like witnesses and current trends are that people who do elope tend to bring along a few close friends. 
Yeah. Um, quite often because it is nice. You can go somewhere very beautiful with your five closest friends or a few more or a few less and, um, you know, have a very beautiful experience without all of the stress of the rest of it um, and get it done much faster if you need to, which you mm -hmm. may. So let's talk about the rest of the things you might want to do to fill out the experience. Well, one more thing that you're almost certainly going to need, unless you're getting married at a nudist resort, is clothes. Uh, you can for sure wear I mean, something you already own, you really but you can also buy something new if you want to. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that a lot of people are doing, especially in light of COVID and uh, not just for elopements, but also for some of the smaller weddings that have been downsized uh, for safety is live streaming. So that might be something you want to consider for your elopement so that you can sort of invite people, but also not invite people. But what's really cool is you can live stream it. You don't even have to do it on Google anymore because tell us about this cool service. There is a really cool service called Love Stream. <laughs> Ain't that Get cute? It? Love Stream. <laughs> it's like a live stream, but for love. But for love. For love. Love Stream uh, is a service that kind of handles most of the annoying parts of trying to do a live stream for you. So basically, if you buy a package with them, they'll give you a certain number of hours that you can have your, your stream up for your guests. And uh, all you'll need to do is provide a few devices, which could be tablets, computers, phones, um, anything that can record sound and video and connect to the internet, basically. Uh, and they will help you figure out in a technical rehearsal exactly where you're going to position those for the event so that you get the best camera angles. Um, some things that you get to include in your live stream are a digital guest book. So anybody who's attending via your live stream can leave comments and notes for you. Uh, they allow you to upload a slideshow or other recorded material in advance if you want to play it for your guests. They'll play music while your guests are arriving, just as they would hear if they were at a wedding in person. And you have the option of putting your faces in front of the camera live uh, before or after your ceremony um, to deliver a message directly to your guests. And the really cool thing, the thing that I think is the coolest is they have someone who is live producing your event, which means while your wedding is happening, each of your devices that you've set up um, are being watched from a control room, just like in a TV production studio from someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. And they will like <laughs> <laughs> change up the camera angles. Uh, so it looks nice. So the camera facing you is on when you're saying your vows and the camera facing your partner's on when they're saying their vows, wow. uh, so that you see the whole, the whole space. If you're walking up an aisle or something like that usually doesn't happen with elopements, but, uh, with, with full size weddings, it does. And yeah. even with some smaller, some smaller weddings that are maybe bigger than what we would call an elopement. Um, so I think that's a pretty cool thing. That's really uh, handy. And yeah. just to clarify, we're not, this episode is not sponsored by Lovestream. But so if they wanted to sponsor it, they could certainly call us. Well, um, we'll actually call. don't call, please email. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a millennial. Don't call me. <laughs> but uh, we wanted to let you know, A, because it's really fucking cool. And B, because if you check out our social media posts about this episode, you will find a link that you can use and a special code that you can utilize when you purchase a Lovestream package to get a 10% discount. That's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Was that 15 minutes? Did we do it? Uh, I have no idea, but that is everything that was you concise. need. Yeah, that's it. everything that's you need. Deal. To so that was it. Just to your checklist. Location, efficient, a marriage license, some witnesses, maybe a photographer, maybe some live streaming and probably some clothes. 
Yeah. Right. That's about it. That's it. And that's what you need to get married. Cause mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. So we have decided this season to change things up around here a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So this is our sort of introductory welcome back episode. Um, from this point forward, if you are planning a wedding, we're going to take the entire wedding planning process. We're going to interview a, a live, accomplished wedding planning professional every single episode. Amazing. I know, right? And break the whole thing down into sort of, you know, chunks so that you can digest it easily so you can process it easily so you can just work through the whole process in a way that's easy to understand and easy to manage and we're going to keep these episodes nice and short for you so that you don't have to listen for two and a half hours to get to the good stuff um yeah i'm pretty excited about this sidetracking banter to a minimum i mean we're going to banter let's be real but But we're also going to give you all the info. So how are we going to, how do we break this down? We've got episodes on vision and budget. Venues. Finding a venue, picking vendors, yeah. planning a ceremony, understanding what the fuck is in a catering proposal. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I promise. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all I mean, you uh, yeah, basically we're going to walk you through uh, it, don't you? more than 40 hours. I'm sorry. Did to I plan a wedding. It? Uh, maybe that's oh, just deeply. my part. <laughs> two to three, try, let's try two to three hundred hours. Are you sure? Which is about two to three hundred. I'm not, not paid enough. You. What the fuck? That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably true. Or it's why I'm so expensive. Uh, that was their quote. So expensive. Uh, so expensive. Yeah. So um, it takes a lot of work to plan a wedding. My my task list for planning a wedding start to finish is. I've lost count, but it's around 170 something different tasks across seven categories in four phases. Mm. Um, Yeah. And so uh, this is why it's stressful. It's overwhelming. It's a lot of shit to do. Most of it is things you've probably never done before and therefore have no idea how to do, which is why if y'all plan it on your own without a professional's help, you're going to spend actually double the amount of time that I spend. So on Mm. average, people spend 500 to 600 hours uh, or about five to 10 hours a week over the course of 12 to 18 months planning their weddings. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's doable if it's you're determined. Yeah. It is doable. Um, but to make it more doable, uh, we're going to tell you how to do it in, cool. in easily digestible bits. Um, and of course, if you think even this is overwhelming, you are welcome to reach out and hire me to do more of it for you. Um, <laughs> I actually do enjoy it. <laughs> Unlike most people, which is why I do it for a living. I know it's twisted. Um, it brings me joy. Yeah, definitely. So come back next week. Come back. Tune next in. episode. Yeah, come back yeah. next episode. And we're going to address the first topic, which is vision. Your wedding vision. And get into that. Mm-hmm. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next great time. great to talk towards you. We'll see you soon. In the meantime, stay gay. stay gay. Get gay. Get gayer. Be gay. Do crimes. Do crimes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our fucking podcast. If you like our show, please share it with your friends, subscribe, and take a minute to leave us a review. You can find Super Gay Wedding on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Super Gay Wedding, be on the show, or tell us what we should talk about next, then check us out at supergaywedding.com. And find us on social media at Super Gay Wedding. Or email us at supergaywedding at gmail.com. 
If you need a bomb-ass wedding planner who totally has her shit together and is wicked competent, then you can check out Cindy's website at islesstraveled.com. And if you need a destination photographer who is not afraid to get their camera dirty capturing your wedding adventure, then you should get your ass over to amandasummerlin.com. And by the way, if you hire us both, we're going to give you a really great deal. Because we're fucking awesome. And we love working together. Super gay wedding. Fuck yeah. Woo. Nailed that shit.